11 to 1. Monday Motivation. Motivation. Yes, starting a business is never easy, but what about setting up a business in the middle of a recession? It takes somebody with vision, determination and a lot of courage to start a business in difficult economic climate. But what? But that's exactly what my next guest and her business partners did. They started off with nothing but a good idea, a gift of €9,000 and a willingness to work hard and give it a go. And the Irish Ferry Door Company started trading in August 2013. And now they've sold over 1 million pieces worldwide and have distributors internationally and not only that they received the official stamp of approval by many celebrities the brand has grown substantially with soft toys fairy miniatures no more worries kit fairy glisten hand sanitizer and much more being sold alongside the fairy doors so how did they do it in a time when so many businesses were closing down joining me now to tell us more is Neve Sherwin Barry she's co-founder of the Irish Fairy Door Company how are you doing Neve? Hi, Sinead. How are you? I am great. And can I just say, uh, on a side note here, the worry uh, plaque is probably the most amazing product that's ever come into my my life in the last little while. Because we have a little boy that's just a bit worried a lot. And this is helping massively at night time. So thank you so much. Um, Now, a summer evening in June 2013 and the conversation among friends changed everything for you. This was the start of the company. Looking back, did you know back then that this was going to be a life-changing conversation? Well, you know, it's kind of it, like like all stories, there's lots of different parts to it. I suppose, um, like I had, fairy doors were not the first thing to come up with fairy doors in the world. Fairy doors have been around in Irish folklore for hundreds of years. So although we were the first to commercialise it, um, we certainly weren't the first to come up with fairy doors. So we had actually, I had seen these tiny little shapes um, that looked like doors. They're actually in, in upstate New York and I was there pre-recession times. Um, I had seen, it. I just thought, oh, they look like little doors. You know, I wonder what they were. And it was one of these really weird curio stores in, in upstate New York that you could find anything. So we're in the wooden section. I brought home these little shapes that, as I said, look like doors. I put little doorknobs and knockers on them myself. Myself, and I made them myself and I put them up in the house. So in answer to your question, I mean, did I know it was going to work? I suppose, and my poor children, I have two children now who are 15 and 10, but um, at the time they were only little um, and they just connected with the idea um, and their really magical um, imaginative idea that um, there was a fairy behind the door, which Mm. there was, um, and they absolutely just, it was just instant. So really when when people ask me that question, you know, do, how did you know it was going to work? I knew because of them. Um, and I knew because of their friends and I knew just just apart from the fact that I loved it, it was something that we were enjoying with our children. Yes. Something that the whole family were involved in. So when that, that conversation happened in June 2013, um, you know, we were it was actually a discussion on um, what the fairies were doing and, and, you know, what mischief they were getting up to. And, and we were laughing, you know, and as, as many people remember, and I suppose it's kind of a little bit too um, common nowadays as well. You didn't do a huge amount of laughing in 2013. You know, no. it was it was a dark time for a lot of people, particularly of my generation. Um, and I suppose that's kind of what made us think, hold on a minute, this this could be bigger than what 
we have it right now. Um, and that's kind of how the wheels started turning. Yeah, and you're, you're so right. And not a lot of laughter happening in 2020 either, Neve. Let's be sure. Let's, yeah. let's be honest about that. But, you know, as you mentioned there, uh, prior to starting the business, times were extremely tough for, tough for you. You were not in a good place financially and you were thinking of emigrating. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we lived up in Monaster Voice. We were living the Celtic Tiger dream, um, you know, driving the nice cars, living on, you know, a nice plot of land, land with a big house. Um, and to be honest with you, tonight, we didn't think that the money was ever going to stop. Mm. You know, my husband was in um, mortgages and financial services at the time. And, you know, it was just a, it was a, you know, those those kind of mid 90s to mid 90s. It was just very easy. Um I suppose for us, I mean, we we ended up losing absolutely everything in the recession, house included. Um, and, I, you know, that was really the motivation. It wasn't even a motivation. God, it was there was no choice. You know, mm. at, at, the, at the time we felt that there was no choice that, you know, we needed to leave the country in order to actually start again because the, just the, the, I suppose the horizon here was so bleak. Now, having said that, um, my dad in 2012 had gotten sick, um, very sick, and he was going through treatment. And, you know, when I look back at that time, I think um, if he hadn't gotten sick, and thank God he's absolutely, he's brilliant and mm. he's doing really well now, but if he hadn't gotten sick, we would have left. Do you yeah. know that kind of way? And the ferry doors would have never been. Um, but yeah, no, we, I mean, we'd even gone to the point of picking out schools. My, my sister lives in Surrey in England, and we we were practically there, you know. Yeah. And, you know, were there people then out there who thought this is a crazy idea? Like it's fairy doors. It's the recession. Nobody's got nobody's going to buy into this. Were there people who dated you at the start? Genuinely, no. And if there were, they certainly didn't tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, You know, there's probably a difference there. But um, no, I think, um, you know, I've learned a huge huge amount um in the last seven years i can't even i can't even tell you the amount um that we've learned but i suppose probably what we did really well at the beginning was we told our story and storytelling in business is fundamental you know it's Mm. fundamental and people connecting with people and i suppose now more than ever before even back then in that recession um the, the weight and the onus that's put on um, selling to people through connection. You know, like uh, like people, in answer to your question, do people think we're crazy? No, because we, what we did was, first and foremost, we told our story, what had happened to us, where mm. we were and how we come up with the idea. So first and foremost, that was connecting with people of our age, with children, our, um, with children the same age as our own children. Um, but then also we had a really, really nice product. Um, no more than the Worry Plaque, um, Sinead, it's a very, very simple product. Yes. I think in its simplicity, um, there's something really, really special about it. Um, you know, remembering back to 2013 and the years um, preceding and after that, um, things there was, there was just very little to make you laugh and smile and, and to actually experience um, for a very affordable price um, something that you can actually do with your family, and I think it's it's it was a light at the end of a tunnel, both from a kind of a storytelling point of view, as in our own our own story, and a really nice product that actually brought the family together. So, yeah, genuinely, and I mean this, you know what the feedback we got? Yeah. Point? Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. The amount of people <laughs> That's that said that to us. Honest to God, like, God, why didn't I think of that? Obviously, they didn't have the fairies to help them. Yes. But, um, you very much have the inside track with the fairies, which is important. A yes. Of a doubt. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, no, there was, there was, the, and we're very lucky. As I said here today, seven years on, 
the feedback has been unanimously positive. Um, but I don't believe it's just down to the product itself. I think it's brown, it's down to how you communicate with mm. the customers and how you actually build that community, which is fundamental. Yes. More and so now more than ever, you know. Oh, it really is. And this is really important that you're even mentioning things like communicating to an audience, you know, making people happy, making people smile. This is all vital right now. And you are very much aware of this and the, the company is growing all the time because it's grown substantially really from the fairy doors. You know, where you mentioned the, the worry kit. You also have the little miniature fairy uh, figures as well. But now you have the fairy glisten hand sanitizer, which is just a fantastic response to COVID and, and very much feeding into the, the idea that there are a lot of children out there that are kind of, you know, quite aware of the COVID and this is a great way to communicate with them. Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of different things, a couple of different reasons why we came up with this. First and foremost, you know, the landscape for children, even when it comes to their everyday, like everyday life, if they're out playing with their friends, they have to wash their hands, going in, going out. When they're going into school, they have to wash their hands every time they're not allowed to, you know, touch off only, um, only the only people they're allowed to touch are people in their pod. It is, the landscape for them has fundamentally changed and there is absolutely nothing magical about that. And childhood, as far as I'm concerned, and although I completely appreciate why we have to do all this, um, and I know that they do too, and they're actually incredibly adaptable. Mm. But I suppose really, you know, when, when, when we can bring a magical aspect or an, a magical, um, I suppose, um, look or a magical point of view to something, we'll do it, you know. And yeah. like we did with the worry plaque, you know, um, fairies help children, um, you know, to take their worries away. This is, is very similar in the sense that this is adding magic to, to something that really isn't very magical at all. Yeah. So the fairies come on board. And I mean, the, the backstory, the, the, how it happened is that basically fairies, have always dipped their wings into fairy glisten to protect themselves. Always. Mm. It's always been part of what they do every day. So when Queen Kate, who was queen of all the fairies in all the world, she heard obviously what was happening with the humans because they don't have coronavirus now or anything like that. Um, but she found out about the children and, and how you know a lot has changed for them. And she said, right, well, how about if we actually give this fairy glisten, um, uh, this protective, um, basically this protective magical ingredient to children too. So not only does it help to protect you, but it also helps children to run faster. Like fairies can fly faster, fly higher, they can do loop-to-loops, whereas um, children can run faster, they can jump higher and this is the most this is actually just the most recent discovery they can actually sing better wow all thanks to this as well that's fantastic (laughs) it's fantastic you know and and for you like we're talking about with with COVID-19 and obviously the very grim reality for a lot of businesses out there right now is we are you know in the midst possibly of another economic recession there's going to be an awful lot of businesses closing as somebody that has been through this you know are you fearful for the future are you comfortable what what does it look like for you guys in in COVID-19? Oh, um, as I said, so many different things that we've learned. Um, I think, you know, when I listened to your intro um, uh, just just at 12 o'clock there, you kind of said, you know, how, like, you know, how do people make it easy? There is absolutely nothing about being an entrepreneur that's easy. Mm. Nothing. And I, I know this piece is called Monday Motivation. I would be absolutely, it would be, it would be remiss of me to say that it is easy being an entrepreneur. It isn't. Mm. It isn't. And particularly now. Uh, I just, I, I, I just, I suppose 
a huge amount, like anything, um, experience has given us a huge amount of knowledge. Um, you know, we know now what works and what doesn't. Having said that, who could have seen this coming? Like, no. who could possibly have seen this coming? I, you know, my advice to small business um, and medium business around the country, and particularly around Louth and, and the surrounding counties, is, you know, like, anyone that can innovate, like, most people that start their own business are incredibly creative, you know? Mm. Um, and most, and anyone that still has a business six and seven months on, have innovated, have been, have, have and you know, I keep you, I keep hearing this word pivot. You know, it's kind of like you're looking one direction, and your business is is motoring along in one direction, and then all of a sudden this happens, and you have to think very, very quickly on your feet. Anybody that has not pivoted and have not been able to do that, and has not really thought outside the box. Now, don't get me wrong; it's not easy to do that by yourself. Yeah, you need help. Yeah. Absolutely. The local enterprise offices all over the country are only like literally sitting there waiting to help you. Um, they, I cannot tell you how amazing they are. All of the networking um, uh, bodies around the country, it, there's, it, you don't have to do it on your own. Like go find help, talk to people, talk to other people that are in the same sector as you Um Keep thinking like there, there's no there's no box anymore. The box mm. is gone. It's not about thinking outside the box. It's literally about constantly thinking ahead. Uh, and then you know you look at at, at you know the the poor guys in Dublin there, and, yeah. and overnight all of a sudden you know they couldn't open their doors, and there's nothing that could have foreseen that. There is still always a way. There's always a way, but don't do it on your own. Don't be alone. Don't feel that you're on your own reach out to people, reach out to the local enterprise office, reach out to other people that you know that are in the same sector as you and see how you can help one another. Like networking and community has never, ever been more important, ever. Oh, and it is absolutely. Incredible. It's incredible. I mean, I do a lot for women in business. You know, I, I do a lot of back back when we were allowed to um, uh, speak at events. Mm-hmm. You know, I do an awful lot of, of um, uh, kind of motivational speaking when it comes to small business, particularly for women in business. And women, I mean, obviously all humans are incredible, but women are particularly incredible when it comes to helping other women. Get in touch. Do it. Just go and do it. Don't, don't, I mean, it is the loneliest road that you're ever going to be on, um, and particularly now, but there is help out there. There is a way forward. And just just tap into it um, and don't give up. I mean, I, you know, one of the major banks um, have a slogan and it's backing brave mm. when it comes to, to entrepreneurship. And I remember the very first time I heard that, Sinead, I actually had a tear in my eye because it is so true. Anybody, like, unless you started your own business, you just won't understand it. It's like anything, I suppose, when you walk in someone's shoes. But it is the bravest Thing that, that you, you will ever, ever do. Yeah, absolutely. Do. And and to be in the situation that they're in at the moment. I mean, obviously for us, in answer to go back to your original question, mm. for us, we're okay because we sell online. Yes, we and you will be. Doing for the last three years. Don't get me wrong, we have had so many ups and downs. I am not saying for in any way, I'd be stressed to the imagination that it's been easy. It hasn't. But when it comes to actually how the pandemic has affected us, it hasn't usually purely because we had already kind of that online platform. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. th- thank you so much for, for that, that incredible advice there. But, you know, fi- for Monday Motivation, normally what we, we finish up by asking people who are successful in life and, and, and business, uh, we find that you have a very specific morning routine that can set you up to have a, an extremely productive day. Could you share your morning routine with us? 
Sure, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, as a rule in my house, nobody is allowed to take out their bad mood on anyone else in the morning, right? So I have a teenager and a tween as well. So as you can imagine, that's, you know... <laughs> that's a great rule. Bad, trying to get, it, get, get them out of bed. Now, don't be wrong. You're allowed to be in a bad mood, but you're just not allowed to take it out on anyone else. It's the only time of the day that I'm like, absolutely not. I will deal with anything else during the day but if you're in a bad mood you need to just breathe you need to think that everybody's starting their day everybody has the right to start their day in a positive way um, first and foremost now don't get me wrong that is not easy that has to be reminded probably once or twice a week <laughs> um, but uh, the other thing is I do do a little bit of exercise um, every morning um, well that's not true three mornings out of five mornings during the week I will do a bit of exercise I don't enjoy it tonight I'm not one of those people oh I hate that, it yeah, yeah you know and you know when people say oh did you enjoy that no. no. <laughs> I love that. Enjoyable. But what it does do is it gives me headspace. Yes. Um, it definitely does. I don't get that euphoria that a lot of people get, but I do get a clear head. Um, I sit down, I do, I, you know, I'm, I'm a mom of two children, two school golden children. I get all of my work done in the morning. Um, I, I, I always, always eat a breakfast. I mean, it's so easy to kind of go out the door, get the kids to school, come back to your exercise, get stuck into work. You know, for me, as soon as my exercise is done, it's a bit of protein. Um, definitely for me, it's protein because it really does fill me up then. Mm. I'm able to actually get going for the morning. Um, and then by lunchtime, I have the bulk of my work done. They're home. They have, obviously, then you have the, the, the whole evening routine. And That's back the, it's, it's, back it, it's back into the second routine, absolutely. Listen, Neve, I wish you the very, very best of luck going forward with the Fairy Door Company. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to chat to us for Monday Motivation today. Not at all. Thanks for having me, 